Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. So glad you are here with a brand new week. We were going to do a show yesterday, and it was so late by the time we were ready to do it, we were like, we're not going to post it till tomorrow anyway, so why don't we just do a show tomorrow? So today... December 1st, 2020, here in Alabama, it is freezing cold, and I have officially started my routine of drinking coffee in the mornings. I haven't done that in months, maybe even years, drinking coffee on a regular basis, but I am starting now. That is to help me get my day started earlier. I can get more stuff done. It's... um. It's a good thing all around. For you anti-coffee people, I don't care what you think. I'm going to do it anyway. Also, you see we got a little bit of a, a new thing. We've taken away the windscreen on the microphone. I don't know how that's going to work in the long run. We used it to cut down on some of the uh, access excess noises or breathing because i'm a heavy breather but we're gonna get rid of it and see what happens maybe it works maybe it doesn't we'll see also before we get started i want to give a shout out to my boys over at vapor forge on 280 these guys are number one in my go to vape store it's the only place i go these guys are, are number one their inventory is number one everything they do is number one they're right there on 280 by Bailey Brothers. If you're in the Birmingham area, you know exactly where to find them. They always treat me right. I know they'll treat you right. If you go by there, make sure you tell them you heard them right here on the Over the Line podcast. And um, they'll love you a long time, like I do. So, are y'all ready for this? We got you a big show today. Two things. And I'm going to start off with something I didn't expect because I just saw this. This is somewhat breaking news. We got to talk about the Arizona hearings. I got to talk about Dominion. But first, first, and this is not necessarily election related, but it could have some big implications. You know James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. He's the guy that does all the undercover stings, all the undercover videos and audio where he, you know, uh, exposes corruption or, or whatever the case. He put out a, a several videos uh, showing mail-in fraud, things going on at the Postal Service. He's gotten his hands on some whistleblowers that have really exposed some of the corruption that was going on with mail-in voting before it was really a thing, really before the election. But apparently, and this happened on a live stream this morning, apparently James O'Keefe had found a way to get in on these CNN conference calls that are apparently coordinated by Jeff Zucker, who is the president of CNN. And what they do on these conference calls is they just talk about what their objectives are, what they plan on doing. It's, like, it's almost like your Monday morning meeting at the office where... Maybe it seems kind of pointless, but you're just kind of laying out the plan for the week. You're trying to figure out what you're going to do, what the plan of action is, and how you're going to tackle the things you got to get done for the week or the month or whatever. James O'Keefe has been attending, unbeknownst to Jeff Zucker and CNN, has been attending these conference calls for 
what I think he said, a couple of months. And as of today, when he was doing it this morning, he live-streamed it. And he piped in for the first time. And he said, hey guys, this is James O'Keefe. I just want to let you know I've been listening to this conference call for the past couple of months. And we've discovered some pretty interesting things about your company that we will be exposing tonight. And they all sat there in shock. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. And again, I just saw this. So I'm just now trying to really piece together what what his plan is or, or what, he's, what he's been doing with this. Because I had no idea about this. But literally, less than an hour ago, here is James O'Keefe uh, <laughs> on this conference call. On the final conference call, I would assume, uh, with CNN and uh, him... Uh, blowing the horn, saying, "Hey guys, uh, I'm I'm about to expose each and every one of you guys." Check this out right here, James O'Keefe. Where you at, Cole? Hey, Jeff Zucker, are you there? Hey, yes. this is James O'Keefe. Uh, we've been listening to your CNN calls for basically two months, uh, recording everything. Um, just wanted to ask you some questions, if you have a minute. Um, do you still feel you're the most trusted name in news? Because I have to say, from what I've been hearing on these phone calls, I don't know about that. I mean, we got a lot of recordings that indicate you're not really that uh, independent of a, of a journalist. Okay. Um, thank you for uh, thank you for uh, your comments. Um, so, everybody, in light of that, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll set up a, a, a new system and we'll uh, we'll be back with you. He's like, thank you for those comments. I think we're going to just start a completely new conference call. So, uh, because we are in deep duty. That's the call uh, a little bit later. We're going to release okay. those recordings today at 7 o'clock. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye -bye. So, um, you just heard me talk to uh, uh, the president of CNN, Jeff Zucker, and inform him that, um, uh, that we are going to release uh, a number of recordings today. Uh, I unmuted myself into the conference line, and they're still on there. They're listening to me right now. Uh, this is being live streamed for those of you still on the call. Um, and uh, we've recorded for a while, and we have clips of various producers talking, the president talking, describing uh, their motives, describing uh, their political philosophy, describing how they don't cover certain things, and certain political parties tell them to cover things a certain way. Lots of little clips that takes us into the minds and hearts of our people, powers that be, that inform us, because government is downstream from media. So we're going to be releasing these tapes thanks to one of our sources, one of our brave insiders has given us this information. And um, as you can see, they're still milling about on the call. They're listening to me right now. They have to, quote, change their system uh, and get a different dial-in, I guess, now, because we've compromised the dial-in. Well, Baritas I guess we need to change the channel, huh? I changed the number, huh? Yeah. Is that Zucker there? Yeah. Star six again. You're unmuted. Hey, you still there? Yeah. They're still on there. Yeah, so we don't want to change the channel, really. We want to stay on the channel. Um, we think it's important for the American people to, to know how you make the sausage, right? How you, to quote Noam Chomsky, manufacture consent. You know, consent should not be manufactured. It should be informed. People should be an informed populace to make informed decisions. So there you have it, folks. Um, live streaming the CNN 9 a.m. conference call. 
it was abruptly ended when James O'Keefe. AT&T Here it is. AT&T. Isn't that the company that Zucker is being fired from? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, they finally end the call. And, uh, you can imagine their shock. Anyway, that's going to be very interesting. We're going to watch that uh, in the, the coming days. He's, he says he's releasing that stuff tonight. So if that's the case then tomorrow's episode will probably include some of that stuff that CNN's been talking about on their conference call. Should be entertaining. And it's not its not anything groundbreaking, and it's, it's really nothing that's going to change what we're really concerned about right now, which is the election results. But it will be interesting nonetheless to kind of see how they operate behind the scenes with their blatant bias and how they set it up. Or as James O'Keefe said, how the sausage is made. We'll get to see some of that. We've seen some of that in the past. I mean, there's, there have been Project Veritas videos of people like Van Jones standing outside of the CNN building talking to somebody he thought was just kind of off the record uh, talking about how they everybody in the building knew that the Russia collusion thing was a hoax, but they kept pushing it because it equaled ratings and because they were trying to take the president out. Imagine that. So that's uh, just one tidbit I wanted to throw at y'all on the top of the show. Uh, let's move on to what's really important, and that is the Arizona hearings that went down yesterday. Now, This thing went on all day long, and I was not able to watch it in its entirety. I tried. I really did, but I couldn't pull it off. It was just too much. So I I put together the highlights for you guys to see some of the most damaging testimony that we saw come out of those Arizona hearings. Now, Arizona and uh, Arizona's governor, Doug Ducey, a Republican decided to go ahead and certify Arizona's results yesterday. What the point of that was, knowing that these questions are out here, I don't know. But, nonetheless, he did it. Now, the thing is, these Republicans, and a lot of you guys are asking me these questions, if if Trump is on the right side of this thing, or if Trump is going to win, why do these Republicans keep going against him? Why, Why are they not standing up for him in the wake of this blatant election fraud? And the answer is really simple. These are the same kind of Republicans that got Donald Trump elected. These are the Republicans that we were tired of that we said Donald Trump's not like them, and that's why we put him in office. But also these Republicans have a lot of skeletons in their closet, whether that's being held... Uh, being blackmailed by Democrats or actually having a hand in purchasing the Dominion software, the Dominion voting machines and getting kickbacks for themselves, for their family. There's a lot of stuff involved in that that could not just get them in political hot water, but get them in legal trouble. And some even sent to prison. So they're willing to... To take the loss of the White House for their political party in order to stay out of legal trouble. I mean, that part should make sense to everyone. doesn't make it right, but it's why they're doing what they're doing. 
their spineless Republicans that we've been so sick and tired of for so many years. But to the Arizona hearings, off the top, you had this guy Rudy Giuliani brought in, and he's kind of an expert, former military guy, that had really learned a lot about the Dominion voting machines, how it works, and 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 what what the process is when it comes to our votes, where they go, how they're counted, so on and so forth. One of the big revelations was really something we already knew because we've been paying attention to this stuff, but it was the fact that high officials in the government have been saying, oh, this is the most, this is the most um, uh, secure election ever. Of, of, uh, it's the most secure election in history. Hands down, no question, this, these, these servers, these voting machines were not connected to the internet. They were not being outsourced. They were, our votes were not going out of the country. All of it was a lie. Every bit of it. And that was exposed yesterday at the Arizona hearings. Up first, we've got this expert. He's talking to... Um, this is one of the state senators in Arizona. I don't know his name. I'm not going to know a lot of these names, so y'all don't judge me. I'm just kind of going with the flow, but these video clips are going to kind of explain themselves as we move through them. And props to OAN and Right Side Broadcasting Network and even Newsmax for putting these things on for people to watch because none of the mainstream outlets would do it. I noticed, and, and I'm going to give her credit, Harris Faulkner on Fox News, you know, she does the midday show. I think she even does two of them. I didn't watch her show, but I saw her tweet that they were going to get an update on the Arizona hearings. And she posted it in a way where it was kind of like, hey, I know the rest of the guys on this channel don't want to talk about this, but we are going to. And of course, she's getting hammered for that by the left and probably getting hammered by her bosses at Fox News for even bringing it up because Fox News is indistinguishable from CNN at this point. It's actually pretty sad. Here is some of the hearing from yesterday talking to the expert on Dominion voting systems. When we were talking about it, it was Mr. Krebs. Krebs? Is that correct? Correct. Okay. He stated the um, most secure election in history. He stated uh, we're not connected to the Internet. He stated no votes leave this country. This is all things he's stated. He stated publicly. So you just a website, correct? Right. So are you willing to say under oath that you have seen the connection to the internet? You have seen it go offshore to Germany, Frankfurt. Are these things that you have personally seen and can say that is not true? Our our white hat hackers, yes, they have that traffic in the packets. So why would he why would he make that kind of comment? Do you think either not knowing, believing the myth, um, or not wanting the truth to, to be known? Thank you. Senator it's going to be the latter. It's not wanting the truth to be known because these guys are trying to cover this up because they were all a part of it. Every one of them was a part of this stuff, and they know they're liable for... Everything that is being discovered now. 
They're trying to cover their own backsides. That's why people are so willing to say, Joe Biden won the election, let's move on. Now, there's a part of it where Republicans are more concerned with being loyal opposition than they are actually winning and being in control and doing what's right for the people. They find it more beneficial for them to be in the minority and to be able to blame all their problems on the other side having power opposed to stepping up to the plate and actually getting things done. That's a real problem in Washington and that's why you've seen a lot of Republicans fold. Not all of them are, are, are criminally guilty for being in bed with Dominion or anything else. But some of them, and, and I think Fox News has fallen victim to this, they find it more beneficial to be on the attack instead of, of playing defense all the time, which is what they've done for the past four years with Donald Trump in the White House. They would rather... Be the ones attacking the president, almost as if they were jealous of CNN and MSNBC, getting to constantly barrage the president with attacks. They're like, oh, we want to do that. Well, guess what? They thought it was going to be beneficial for them. Turned out to be quite the opposite. Even Fox News primetime shows, Tucker Carlson, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, are hemorrhaging viewers. Millions and millions of y'all have turned off Fox News and have gone to other outlets. Which, in my opinion, you need to cut off Fox News and just watch this channel. But that's neither here nor there. A lot of y'all are going to Newsmax, OAN, uh, 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 America's Voice News Network. We got a friend that works there, uh, used to work with in radio. This is what people are doing, and they're happy with it. <laughs> and that's a big deal because it's hard for people to watch one channel for so long and then adjust to a new channel, a new setup, a new format, new personalities. But they're doing it because they know it's what's right. They don't, It's not that they want to listen to people that are telling them what they want to hear. They want to hear fair, balanced truth. They want to hear people that are speaking about reality and not ignoring the problems at hand. Because that's what Fox News is doing. Fox News is talking about COVID. Andrew Cuomo. They're talking about AOC, Rashida Tlaib. They're talking about Biden's cabinet. Who cares about Biden's cabinet? We know it's going to be filled with radicals. We've known that ever since he was running for president. Nobody cares. What we care about is the status of this election. Because if this election doesn't get fixed, if the results of this election do not get fixed, the Georgia Senate race is a done deal. The Georgia Senate race goes to the Democrats. And guess what? Democrats have control of the Senate. They have control of the House. And then they have control of the White House. And they may have that control forever and ever. Because guess what? They got away with the biggest robbery in American history by stealing this election and getting away with it and really rubbing it in your face because you know it. We're all seeing it right before our eyes. And they got away with it. That's going to be their philosophy. Right now in that Georgia Senate race, they have a record. They've broken the record by three times 
the amount of mail-in ballot request for that Senate race. Nobody is requesting mail-in ballots this early for that Senate race. Nobody. They're not doing it. Democrat operatives are doing it. Vacant lot, addresses that are vacant lots, post office boxes are are requesting mail-in ballots so they can get them, scribble a little fake name on them, and send them on in. And they will all be voting for the Democrat. They'll have complete power, which is the exact opposite of what our founding fathers set the system up to be. The system was set up to be a divided government. Checks and balances. But the Democrats want nothing but complete power. And they're as close now to having that as they've ever been. As we went on throughout the day at the Arizona hearing, we got more interesting testimony. This is from some of the numbers guys, mathematicians. His name is Dr. Shiva Ayaduri. Yeah, something. And he's talking about the data from the Arizona votes. And he says the only way that Biden could have won, could have mounted this comeback in the middle of the night, the days following the election, as if he would have received not 100% of the Democrat votes, votes from registered Democrats, he would have had to have received 130% of the Democrat votes, all while Donald Trump was receiving negative 30% of the Democrat votes, both of which are absolutely impossible. He breaks it down much better than I do, so let me pull this up and let you hear it for yourself. Moving over here. Again, thank you to OAN for hooking this up. This iteration process, again, the computer was done, and the only one that we were able to come close to matching was this. And I want everyone to look at this carefully. So out of all the you know, potential universe, which we've done, and we're going to continue doing this, by no means is this done, we find that the interesting possibility we find here is when the Democrat percentage is 130% Mr. Biden and negative 30% Mr. Trump, and the Republican percentage is 0, 100, the independent is 30 percent, 58 percent, libertarian, 0, 60, 60, 0. But what's extraordinary about this graph, again, you know, we went through many, many, many iterations. It matches perfectly, near perfectly. The slopes match, the curves match, the shape match. So what this tells us is that this demographic distribution of allocation of uh, uh, party, party affiliations is what can generate this. And I find it highly implausible because this means that Mr. Biden got 130 percent of Democrat voters and negative 30 percent. And, and uh, President Trump uh, got negative 30 percent. Which is absolutely impossible. I don't know if y'all know that. I don't know how good y'all are with numbers, but that's actually impossible. It's impossible for that to happen. And it's, it, it's amazing to watch these. All of this, again, happening overnight. In the middle of the night, 
Joe Biden getting numbers that aren't even possible. Not even possible. But don't you dare question it. Don't you dare question it. Don't you find it odd that Donald Trump got, what are we at, 74 million? So we're like over 10 million more votes than, than he got in 2016 where he won. He increased, he expanded his voter base among minorities, especially Latinos, and won like 90% of all counties across the country. Those three factors would be a death sentence for any other candidate on the other side. You would not be able to present those facts to anyone and then be able to say, oh, no, well, the other guy won. It's possible that the other guy won. It's not possible. It's, it's not. Joe Biden didn't get 80 million votes because of four cities. It's not possible. The numbers don't work. And this is such a convoluted and complicated, uh, uh, not strategy, but this was th- th- this attack on our election was so convoluted that it is almost impossible for the average American to understand it. And that was the point. They wanted to make it complicated so your regular people who really need to know what happened to their vote can't follow it and just throw their hands up and say, whatever, we'll just vote again in four years. I don't understand any of this. I don't understand the numbers. I I don't understand the voting and the mail-in and blah, 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 blah. And that's happening with a lot of people. They're just throwing their hands up. Now, my job here is to break it down in layman's terms, which is really the only way I know how to talk, and kind of give you the cliff notes of what we're seeing go down right now. Maybe I'm helping with that. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? Moving on to other testimony, we had another guy talking about the security of the election as a whole. And he basically says, really, your Venmo account is more secure than your vote in the 2020 election. So my vote is only as good as the integrity of Dominion. And all the hackers that exist, it can get into the Dominion machine. And this is the same guy that was saying the Dominion machines were absolutely hooked up to the internet. And not only were they going to outsiders, especially outside the country, but any amateur hacker could have hacked any of these voting machines at any given time and done anything they wanted with them. Your vote is not as secure as your Venmo account. Pardon me? Say that one more time. Your vote is not as secure as your Venmo account. This is the moment where we figured out Rudy Giuliani doesn't know what a Venmo account is. Can you think of any reason why any, anyone would hire them to count votes in the United States? I, I could postulate a lot of... Are any of them good reasons? <laughs> um, they have a, a strong lobby. Um, they... Uh, work with the government, they work with state government agencies, and they've got the infrastructure to sell their services. A big part of it is money. A big part of it is power and influence. But the biggest part is getting Donald Trump out of office. 
Then we've got this witness here who was one of the counters in Arizona counting the ballots, or maybe she was even a, I, I think she was a poll watcher. So she was watching for the signatures and, and, and trying to make sure everything was on the up and up. And she said, you know, there, there were several times where we thought we were done, and then all of a sudden truckloads of ballots would just show up. She's like, we're, we're at the end of the day, or it's the middle of the night, and truckloads of ballots are showing up. And we're all scratching our head like, where is this stuff coming from? We thought we were done. How do we not know how many ballots are out there? How can they just continue to keep pouring in? The Wednesday before the Friday that we quit voting, so 10, 10 days before they quit tabulating, they thought they were done. And, I, and then more truckloads of ballots would come in, and I'm like, how can you not know how many ballots are still out there? Mr. Chairman, I'm sorry. Would you repeat that? <laughs> yeah. They thought they were done. They thought they were and done multiple times. And then there, was, times. A, there yeah. was what? Multiple times. The people that were running the rooms thought they were done or almost done or were going to be done Wednesday morning, then Thursday morning, then Friday morning. Then it went on the whole next week. And I'm like, I, I, I asked the question. I'm like, you don't know how many ballots are still left to come in? I, so I don't know. I don't know who does, again, process project management. That seems on a base level that that would be one of the most important things to know. And that would really help you make sure that the election is secure is you know how many ballots are in. Especially if it's required by the Supreme Court for you to have these these ballots in on election day, right? If If you can't receive any ballots after election day, then you would know election night how many ballots you have. But instead, the night of the election, when they were almost thought they were done counting, when they thought they were done, more ballots came in. And then the next night, after they got done counting that batch, another batch comes in. Truckloads of ballots. And that's why Joe Biden got 130% of the vote from registered Democrats. In those graphs you saw. It's amazing. The blatant cheating that's going on here. The blatant cheating. Here's another poll watcher explaining her experience when she was watching the counting in Arizona as well. Uh, ineligible to go through the machine correctly. But it's... The room before me and the room after me, that's, it's a concern. I, I don't get to see well, who... Well, let, let me ask you about that. So a certain number of ballots were now put aside as duplicates. Yes. Duplicates means that they had a problem. Yes, that they have to be duplicated. Right. So, it didn't yeah. mean there were two ballots. Right. That's what duplicates they can them. sound like two ballots. What right. it meant was there's something wrong with it, and therefore we may have to duplicate it. Yes. And that's the room that I was originally... And they, and they were put aside... Put aside, and they were brought out. into another room, and two people. you were not allowed to go in there. No, I was not allowed to go back there. So you were, you were cut off from that also? Yes. I was specifically You were cut off from observing out. the problem ballots? Yes. I was specifically taken out of that room, ushered out, and brought into this room, which really was just the room, as I explained. And how many, how, how many could you estimate that is? Um, each table would have an average of, let's see, I would say maybe 
one sixteenth of the pile. So, you know, let's say an average of maybe 10 to 20 ballots. But by the time I left, there were these bins were filled. They would fill them. They would go correct them or whatever it is that they did and brought them back. Best estimate. Um, I would say my guess would be close to a, in the time, the day that I was there, just mm -hmm. in five right. hours, maybe uh, 2,000 ballots. Okay. So you, what you heard there is this lady saying she was one of the poll watchers. She's in there watching them. They have problem ballots come in that aren't filled out appropriately, right? And so what their job is as the vote counters is to determine what that voter meant to vote for and then fill out a new ballot for that voter marking the thing that they marked if they didn't fill in the bubble all the way or whatever to fill it out appropriately and then put it in the stack to be counted. Well, once they identified all the problem ballots, which she said ultimately came out to be just in that section, about 2,000, she said before they started fixing those ballots, she was ushered out of the room and not allowed to see what was going on with the duplicating of those ballots. Now, we've all seen the the... The, the live feeds on election night and the days after of these uh, uh, poll, poll workers or vote counters duplicating the ballots. And we have no idea if they're just filling out brand new ballots. It doesn't seem like they're, they're really working with two ballots and they're trying to fix one on another page. It looks like they're just filling out new ballots. So we've seen it with our own eyes. And now here's the testimony from people really confirming our suspicions in what we saw in those days after the election. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these people that have come forward. These witnesses, and they had a ton of them yesterday, are just from one state. State after state after state has hundreds and hundreds of people that have come forward that have signed sworn affidavits that will put them in jail if they are, in fact, lying. They're not getting anything out of it. If anything, they're putting themselves in danger by signing these sworn affidavits, by coming out and blowing the whistle on this stuff. Because these people are being threatened, and in some cases even beat up. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But these people are putting themselves in danger by coming out and sticking up for the integrity of this election. And as American patriots, we need to be standing up for these people and make sure the risk that they're taking on isn't done in vain. Another poll worker in Arizona. Listen to this. I kept looking at the screen because it seemed very odd. And in the bottom right-hand corner was a yellow, yellow banner. And I got to a, into a position where I could see the yellow banner, which said low confidence. <laughs> then I started paying much closer attention to the signatures, thinking this didn't even make sense to me because the signature on the ballot that was being compared to other signatures didn't even resemble in any way what they were comparing it to. They were completely illegible. They were just scribbles on the ballot. And 
There were five screeners screening low-confidence ballots for an entire afternoon that I was in there. And I asked Celia um, what the low-confidence said, and she said just not to worry about that, um, that this was a new program that they were testing. Oh, a new program that they're testing. Okay, so low confidence means, kind of back to the last clip, these are ballots that they are not 100% confident or, or legal or filled out appropriately or anything like that. This lady was taken away from that, said, you know, you don't need to be in here. And when she asked, like, what are these people doing? Oh, they're just trying out a new system. Right, because... Because trying out a new system is a, 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 a completely appropriate thing to do during the most consequential election of our lifetime in the middle of the election. It makes perfect sense. One after another after another. This is stuff people can't deny. you know. And, and you guys that are on my social media, you see all the trolls. You see the people get on there and talk about, oh, you conspiracy Trump loving idiots trump's trump's obviously lost this election there's no question they don't bring up any of this stuff they're not willing to talk about this stuff it's right here it's bold in your face evidence that you can't deny this stuff happened and they're not going to answer to it they don't care they don't even care to look at it as i said yesterday if you have no desire to get the answers to these questions, then you are not only an enemy of the Constitution, you are a traitor to the country that has given you much more than you deserve. That's what you are. You are making it very clear that you have zero interest in free and fair elections. We've also got... Did we play this one already? This should be... Well, let's go through this one just in case. I think this is the guy talking about the internet connection. And, oh yeah, we played that one. That was the first one we played. And he was talking about the uh, uh knowing for sure that these voting machines were hooked to the internet so there's that one but another one the president actually called in during this hearing as he did in pennsylvania and broke it down for you a little bit i want to play this for you just because anytime the president gets to speak it's uh it's good and, and he's not showing up to these hearings basically jenna ellis is calling him on the phone and then putting the putting it on speakerphone and holding it up to the microphone so the audio isn't the best but here's the president we were looking to get about 68 million votes and we said that would easily win well we got 74 million votes and getting above that number even could hit 75 but uh we got 74 million and we didn't win but I know that we won Arizona, and we won Michigan, and we won Georgia, and we won Pennsylvania, and we won Wisconsin. But what they did is they played games, and games like nobody's ever seen before. This is the first time Republicans or first time anyone has fought back. The 2020 election was rigged. It was a scam, and the whole world is watching, and they're laughing at our country. They're laughing. 
like it. We have thousands and thousands of people that walked in. This shows you how arrogant the Democrats and others were in taking away and stealing an election, because that's what they've tried to do, is steal it. And the easy route for me, when everyone's saying, oh, just focus on 2024, sir, focus on 2024, I said, no. I have to focus on two weeks ago, because this is the greatest scam ever perpetrated upon our country. This is, this is the big one. Now, the president is, is talking about the world is watching. He keeps saying that over and over, and it's an important note, an uh, important thing to take note of because much like we would watch the elections in Venezuela and hear that Maduro magically won in the middle of the night, that's what the world is seeing from their point of view while looking at the U.S. elections right now. They're like, okay, Trump is the most popular politician in U.S. history, and then in the middle of the night, he lost to a guy that everybody knows is in a severe state of mental decline. <laughs> the guy that broke his ankle while playing with his dog. Like, I, I don't really believe he was playing with his dog. I think he's just falling apart. But nonetheless, that's what they're seeing when they look at the U.S. Some of them don't like Trump. Some people, a lot more people than a, a lot of us realize overseas, love Trump and are actually jealous of us because they want a leader that stands up for them like Trump stands up for us. But they're seeing the same thing that we see in Venezuela. And that should scare the absolute crap out of you. Now, up uh, updates on what's going on the, the, the with the Dominion voting machines, it is very important that investigators get their hands on these machines and they investigate and they look into the servers and the operations of these machines to see exactly what happened on election night. Now, Georgia, Georgia is attempting to wipe these machines clean, claiming that there's been some sort of um, uh, uh, some sort of glitch or the there was some sort of error on the machines where the server got wiped clean, this, that, and the other. We're hearing about that all over the place. But judges across the way in Georgia, which has flip-flopped back and forth, I don't even know where it's at now because these situations are so fluid, are saying, hey, don't touch the machines. We need to get our hands on them. We need to see what's going on before we make a decision on any of these cases. Nevada has apparently done the same thing where a judge in Clark County has says, we need those voting machines and we need to inspect them so we know that this election was on the up and up. Because right now, nobody, nobody, at least 74 million Americans have zero confidence that this election was fair. Trump said a judge in Nevada has ordered Clark County officials to allow an inspection of the election equipment in sealed containers used in the 2020 election by 1 p.m. tomorrow. That would be today. Uh, so that is going to be interesting to see what happens there if they even get their hands on the voting machines. Keep in mind, these people are trying to cover this up at all costs because there are so many people that are going to be criminally implicated in the Dominion software. And that's from 
coercing their state from their official government capacity to buy the Dominion software and then ultimately getting kickbacks to their uh, their family members and themselves or pressure from the Democrat Party, whatever the case. It's happening all over and a lot of people are going to be getting in trouble, Democrats and Republicans. That's part of why Sidney Powell has distanced herself from the Trump team because she's going after Dominion and she's going to be exposing Democrats and Republicans. She also wants to bring criminal charges, which the Trump legal team can't do while the president is in the Oval Office because it would be a conflict of interest for him to go after his political enemies, per se. Sidney Powell doesn't have those constraints. She's an independent attorney that's just trying to expose the fraud on Dominion. Now, she was on with Lou Dobbs just yesterday and made some interesting points about not just Dominion, but the whistleblowers that have come out and talked about what they saw at the polls, the cheating they saw, the cheating they saw with Dominion, and many other aspects of this whole charade. Listen to this segment. Joining us now is Sidney Powell. She's former federal prosecutor, uh, General Michael Flynn's defense attorney, a great American, and and I know for a fact uh, as busy as she can possibly be working all hours of the day. Sydney, thanks for taking the time to be with us. Let me start by just saying uh, this time is yours. Uh, right now, uh, this audience, most of America, wants to know where are we in this fight for the White House? Well, we are making great progress, Lou. We- and, and, and let me point this out real quick. There are a handful of people that are still true patriots on Fox News. Lou Dobbs is one of them. I feel like Harris Faulkner is. Maybe she's not up front, but she wants to be. I think Sean Hannity wants to be as well, and it's becoming painfully obvious that his hands are being tied at Fox News, and he's just wanting to get it out there. But for the rest of them, they're just having to sweep it under the rug. And I'm not saying all these people are bad people. I think Greg Gutfeld, I think even Tucker Carlson want to come out and say this was a sham and we all know it, but they can't because if they do, they lose their job, they lose their livelihood, they lose the ability to feed their families during a make-believe pandemic. We have one case in the in the court in Georgia that's getting ready to go to the 11th Circuit. We're going to ask for emergency review of that, where we sought to impound all the voting machines in Georgia, and we need, frankly, to stop the, the election that's supposed to happen in January because all the machines are infected with the software code that allows Dominion to shave votes for one candidate and give them to another, and other features that do the same thing. And we filed a suit also in Michigan and we're preparing suits for several other states. And as I'm sure your viewers hopefully know and caught part of the hearing in Arizona today that Rudy Giuliani conducted for the legislature to right. see much of the evidence that has been accumulated by some experts that will be uh, helping our case also. It's just pouring out 
more by the day. People are coming forward with different bits and pieces of the puzzle. Different states shaved different amounts of votes, uh, or the system was set up to shave and flip different votes in different states. Some people were targeted as individual candidates. It's really the most massive and historical egregious fraud the world has ever seen. The top officials of the Georgia state government, the Secretary of State, the Governor, Brian Kemp, was in a very similar situation as we reported here at the top of the broadcast three years ago when he was Secretary of State. And he was sued as Secretary of State, the state of Georgia. And incredibly, as soon as that lawsuit was filed, that server uh, under, under uh, Secretary of State Kemp was wiped. Uh, and that has, obviously, was at the core of your concerns in seeking an injunction uh, from Judge Batten, the federal district court judge, uh, who issued the restraining order, correct? Correct. And guess what happened yesterday while we were in the process of trying to get the state to respond for our request to the restraining order? Someone went down to the Fulton Center where the votes and Dominion machines were, claimed there was a software glitch and they had to replace the software. And it seems that they removed the server. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do we know where the server is? Uh, no, we don't right now. I, you know, people don't go to jail for their attitude. But in the case of the Secretary of State and the governor of Georgia right now, one would be tempted to prosecute based on their conduct so far. What is going on with those two individuals? These are brazen attempts to cover this up and even to the extent of defying a judge's order. Because the way they view this is we can just play ignorant that we didn't know about the judge's order or that this was something we had to do so it overrides the order that is likely to get us in less trouble than them actually finding out the truth again republicans and democrats are guilty in this situation and they're doing everything they can to cover it up I think there's a lot going on, Lou. I think there's a lot of corruption there underneath the surface. We've gotten tips from different people that we haven't been able to verify completely yet, but it seems that there were significant uh, benefits for both Governor Kemp and perhaps Mr. Raffensperger also, and maybe others on their team for deciding at the last minute to rush in a contract for Dominion for $107 million for the state. Ironically, the state lawyers claim... I mean, look, as they're showing the split screen here, if you're listening, I know you can't see this, but for those on YouTube that are watching, watch the panic as they show this this B-roll of, of uh, uh, Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia. Look at the panic on his face as he speaks and explains away all the things that they've done thus far. Yesterday that the state had no control over the county's handling of the voting machines, never mind the state itself purchased the machines and forced them to use them. And the Secretary of State is responsible for all fraud investigations of voting and everything else with respect to voting. It was one of the most disingenuous arguments I've heard any government council make, but uh, that's, that's what they Judge. all seem to do these days. 
Initially, the judge granted the, uh, the temporary restraining order, then reversed himself after the state had made that claim, then reversed it uh, himself again uh, and ordered the impoundment, effectively the impoundment of those machines. But obviously within that window, apparently in Fulton County, the state of Georgia took that server. Now, do we know, uh, you know, I, I just can't, I, I think most Americans right now cannot believe what we're witnessing in this election. We have across almost every state, uh, whether it's Dominion, uh, EBS, whatever the company, voting machine company is, no one knows their ownership, has no idea what's going on in those servers, has no understanding of the software because it's proprietary. Uh, it is the most ludicrous, irresponsible, and rancid uh, system uh, imaginable in the world's only superpower. We look like a complete nation of fools, and we're supposed to be meeting constitutional deadlines on December 8th, <laughs> December 14th. Are you kidding me? This thing should be shut down right now, and people understand that this will not be tolerated by the American people. You are absolutely right, Lou. I couldn't have put it better myself. I can't even begin to tell you how appalling everything I'm seeing is. Somebody sent me the tape from a machine in California, and it reported 550 votes with 270 voters. That's the kind of thing we're seeing when we can get the actual documents. Meanwhile, Dominion and its minions and other state officials everywhere are apparently out there trying to destroy everything they can get to before we can seize it. And our Department of Justice and FBI are nowhere to be found. I am absolutely livid. And I know the American people are livid, too. That's why we started the DefendingTheRepublic.org well, to fight this. Let me be straightforward with you. I had a damn sight rather have Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani on the case uh, than Christopher Wray uh, and the fools, the corrupt fools that lead the FBI any day. Uh, I wish it were otherwise, but the American people understand what we now are up against in this country. Uh, and as I said at the uh, outside of the broadcast, Sydney, this is no longer about just voter fraud or electoral fraud. This is something much bigger. And this president has to take, I believe, drastic action, dramatic action to make certain that the integrity of the... You know, uh, what's funny is, as Lou Dobbs talks about the corruption of the FBI and the CIA, you know, rappers have been telling us about this for decades, how, how corrupt and dangerous those organizations were. And now we're getting to see it front and center. Here it is. They've wiped their hands clean of it. There's reports that the FBI is proactively looking into this stuff, but don't expect anything from the FBI. They're working for the swamp. They're working for the deep state. They're run by the deep state. That's why it was so easy for James Comey to get a FISA warrant to spy on the Trump campaign as they came in. And the, the, the Trump campaign, who never got a fair shot at really putting together an administration. The other side never accepted the election results. It is absolutely hypocritical at its highest level for people to tell you that you're being a crybaby for not accepting the election results that say Joe Biden won the election. 
That's why I tell people, you can shove it, buddy. We're not accepting squat because we see this for what it is. It's all right there in front of you. It's all right there in front of you. And we try to put it here on this show in a nice little package for you to see it all in within one little hour and make sure you know what's going on because nobody else is telling you this stuff. You have to actively seek this out. It's being suppressed on social media. It's being hidden. You can't go to a trending tab on Twitter and find this stuff. They hide it. And most of y'all don't have time to spend your day looking through all this stuff. You don't. You live your life. You're trying to make it. You're trying to pay bills. You're trying to raise a family. And they know that. That's why they made this so complicated. That's why they made this so hard to follow. And then once you do start seeing it, it's why they try so hard to discredit it. You see, this tweet right here is from, I got this video, it was a Brian Stelter tweet. Brian Stelter from CNN. He's mocking Sidney Powell. They have made Sidney Powell into this kooky tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist that is just making stuff up out of thin air. Even though she's got all the proof in the world, they're making it seem as if she is just some Alex Jones crackpot. But here's what's interesting. Anybody that says to you that Sidney Powell is crazy, the Dominion conspiracy theory is a hoax, and that you're a Kool-Aid drinking Trumpster cultist for even thinking that there would be some sort of system that would flip votes or delete votes or an algorithm that was set up to make sure a particular candidate won, you need to remind them that everybody was talking about these corrupt systems years and even decades ago. Even CNN did several reports on Dominion and Smartmatic voting machines. Here's one of my favorites. They make fun of you because they say, oh, you're, they're acting like Hugo Chavez rigged the election. No, what they're saying is this was built for Hugo Chavez to make sure he stayed in office. Yes, we know he died years ago. But these voting systems were created back then in order to benefit him and then Maduro. It's all documented. And even the mainstream media outlets that are telling you that you're crazy for believing this stuff were reporting, they were reporting these exact things years ago. You don't believe me? Check out Lou Dobbs on CNN. This was back 1997, 1998, somewhere in there. May even be sooner than that. I'm not 100% sure. This is the report from CNN. Check this out. ...of another amnesty in the future. 
A firm owned by Venezuela could be allowed to take over one of this country's top voting machine firms. Venezuela, of course, led by Hugo Chavez, working to uh, change uh, the, uh, the views of most uh, South American countries, moved to the left. Critics of the deal say our nation's very democracy is now for sale without anyone doing a thing about it. Kitty Pilgrim reports. The use of some 19,000 electronic voting machines in the city of Chicago and Cook County primary on March 21st of this year is now under intense scrutiny. The U.S. company that makes the machines, Sequoia, was bought in 2005 by Smartmatic, a private company primarily owned by Venezuelan businessmen. When Chicago had problems with the machines, a dozen Venezuelan employees were there to help with the election. Chicago officials are outraged. I think that American elections ought to be run by American companies and ought to be run by American citizens, not uh, Venezuelan nationals. Smartmatic is technically based in Boca Raton, Florida, but the president of the company, Jack Blaine, testified to the Chicago City Council. Fewer than a dozen Smartmatic employees work in Florida. The majority of the workers are based in Venezuela. Watchdog groups question why U.S. voting machines would be under the control of citizens of another country, especially a country whose own election process is highly suspect. We believe this is a national security issue. There is no way that companies belonging to non-U.S. corporations should have access to our elections. The Treasury Department is supposed to monitor sales of U.S. companies to overseas investors where there is a question of national security, such as in the Dubai ports deal, the so-called CFIUS review process. Some in Congress are demanding an investigation. In the case of uh, Smartmatic, there are a number of unanswered questions. Uh, that's why I wrote to the Secretary of the Treasury and asked them to review the ownership. It's offshore, it's murky, no one seems to know who owns it. Uh, certainly our government should know a potential risk to the democratic process. Now we called the Treasury Department to ask if the sale of Sequoia in 2005 had been reviewed or not. Treasury told us they were aware of the sale but can't confirm if it's been reviewed or not. And some in Congress and voter watchdog groups also are demanding a better answer than that, Lou. Well this Treasury Department uh, is uh, filled with incompetence. Uh, they have uh, stopped in over 1,500 reviews, only one sale uh, to foreign owners' American assets. But a voting machine company, critical to uh, this country's election count, and they can't tell you whether or not the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States reviewed it or not? They have no answer for us. And the, even These are the most arrogant, incompetent, bureaucratic idiots I mean, the Treasury Department is trying to move ahead of uh, a number of other departments in that, in that category. It's incomprehensible that this would be a, a, in any way a Have we question. put a call into, uh, uh, I know John Snow's on a short tenure and uh, uh, short on tenure, but perhaps somebody who works for him would have some basic we, sense that he owes the American people an answer? Lou, we have been trying to get the officials. Uh, they said they thought it was... The audio on that's awful, and that's because it's such an old clip. But there's CNN reporting to you that Dominion and Smartmatic are corrupt systems that were created for dictators to win their elections in the middle of the night. Right there. So when CNN, when the mainstream media, when Democrat politicians... 
when your liberal friends on social media try to paint you as some Kool-Aid drinking conspiracy theorist, just remind them, this is not new. This is not stuff that you're making up. This is stuff that's been reported on for years and even decades. The media outlets that they put so much trust in are the ones that are telling us that this stuff is corrupt and it has made this a rigged election without a shadow of a doubt. That's it for me. I'm out of here. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit all the buttons, the stuffs, and the things. Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe to us on there and check out our newest episodes. We'll have a brand new one for you tomorrow, and we will stay on top of this stuff as we always do. Until next time, see you, cool.